0: G'day and welcome to Clayton Today. I'm Rod Earnshaw and in this episode we're going to think about welcoming newcomers as part of our series on how to do church. So how far should we cater to outsiders in our church services? Should we just get on with our business as if they're not there or should we shape everything around them? Well, joining me in the discussion again is Jonathan Pryke, Executive Minister of Jesmond Parish Church in the UK. G'day Jonathan, good to have you with us again. Hi Rod, it's always good to be here. Now, Jonathan, I'd like to start off by uh, addressing the question of what does the Bible say about welcoming? And at first glance, the Bible doesn't seem to say very much about welcoming outsiders. Can you maybe shed some light on what the Bible does say about the topic?
1: Yeah, you might think that, might you, that it's just a, sort of a kind of peripheral aspect of mm-hmm. church life. But actually, far from it, it's really absolutely fundamental and central, I would say, to church life, and in fact, also to biblical teaching. I mean, there are the kind of obvious things. One thing that struck me thinking about this beforehand was that the Bible says we've got to be careful to entertain strangers because some people have entertained angels mm. unawares. So there is a sense in which everyone, we ought to treat everyone who comes to us as if they might be an angel. You might, you might not uh, think yeah. uh, of everyone who comes to your church, Rod, I don't know, as, uh, as an angel. I don't know what your experience has been. But um, but there, there's so much in the Bible about it. I mean, there, there's, there, there's a profound theme that runs through about, about being welcoming to aliens apart from anything else. Mm. Uh, so, so God's law in Deuteronomy says God loves the alien. And it goes on to say that uh, God's people are to love those who are aliens because they themselves were aliens in Egypt. So there's there is, there's just a the whole business of being kind to people, in a sense of treating people as we would want to be treated if mm. we're coming to a new, a new situation. Mm. But, it, but also it goes, it goes way beyond that too, because uh, kind of great fundamental theme of the Bible is that God is, through God's people, blessing all the nations of the earth. It's there right from the promise of Abraham onwards. That is, that is the point of what God is mm. doing. He is reaching out to the ends of the earth through, mm. through God's people, God's people are to go to the ends of the earth uh, with the gospel, they're, they're sort of scattered in order mm-hmm. to gather people from, from all the corners of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so we go, but also we attract as well. And there are these amazing prophecies, mm-hmm. for instance, in, in uh, Micah 4, w- which talks about the, the nations saying, come, let's, let's, go to the, let's go to the mountain of the Lord. And uh, mm-hmm. so there's this sense of, of going and also attracting, drawing people, back to God. That's what the Bible really is all about. It's all about welcoming newcomers in a sense.
0: So far from not being a big idea, it's actually one of the main ideas in the Bible. It is. It's right at the heart of it all, really. So, well, and that's, that's quite striking, isn't it? And I guess one of the, the things, that, one of the ways we might respond to that is to say, well, if, if welcoming newcomers is so significant, should all of our church services be about welcoming newcomers? So uh, you might be aware of, some people might be aware of this idea of a seeker service, which yeah. is all about the outsider, welcoming them in, making them mm. welcome. Do you want to just talk a little bit about, about that and how that fits in with this?
1: Yeah, I mean, people, just be clear what a seeker service is, I mean, a seeker service is basically uh, laying on a, a, a service, a, a, a meeting, kind of on the assumption that everybody who's there is actually an unbeliever. Um, so everything is tailored towards that, and, and uh, everything is... is uh, everything that you say and everything that you do is on the assumption that, that if you like, everybody is there for the first mm-hmm. time. Um, and, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot to learn from that kind of approach, uh, but I would say that it, it misses one of the fundamental purposes of the church.
0: Well, when you put it like that, I think you probably better <laughs> better feel it. In. What do you mean? What, what is missing from that seeker service then? What, As we've talked true? about, the, the church is, is to reach out.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, t- we're to shine like stars holding out the word of truth, mm-hmm. as, as uh, Paul says in Philippians. So that's absolutely right. But, but also, and just as important, probably actually uh, more, in- more important, if anything, is that when the church gathers, it is, t- it is f- also to build up the body of Christ. Uh, and indeed, the whole process of making disciples is not just... To, the, the point of it is not just, as it were, to preach the gospel to people, but it's, it's, to, it's to lead them to being mature disciples of Christ. So uh, what you might call edification, as well as evangelism, mm-hmm. is, is completely fundamental to the life of the church. And, and the seeker service approach, though there's a lot to learn from it, uh, has a real severe danger mm-hmm. that the whole process of edification, it's never completely... Uh, uh, ignored, But it's sidelined in a way that, that, that just doesn't give it proper recognition as, as part of a, you know, the key, key aspect of what the church is all about.
0: If that's the case, could, should we perhaps then go to the other extreme and say, well, if the church is about edifying the believers, uh, should that be everything about edifying believers? And, well, outsiders who come in can just, you know, put up with it. That's, this is what we're here for, to edify believers. Uh, should we so not think about outsiders as we're structuring and, and thinking about our services?
1: That's kind of equal, the, 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 other, the other end of that sort of spectrum. And, and it has the, in a sense, it has exactly the same kind of danger. And there are loads of churches, actually. They probably wouldn't describe the way that they work in those terms. Mm. But in practice, mm. that is the way that they work. When they, when they gather on a Sunday, their whole attention really is on, is on the, the people that, who are already part of the family. And they don't, they don't think... About the outsiders, but that is to that is to concentrate on edification and completely ignore the evangelism side of it. Mm. And you know, the, the church cannot be the church if it's not looking outwards and seeking mm. to to go yeah. to the ends of the earth yeah. and also yeah. to attract people to itself. So you, you've got to hold those two things together.
0: Mm. So um, if we're trying to do both of those things, uh, one um, one argument that I, I've heard a lot is that the church should be preaching the gospel every week, uh, and rightly so. The gospel is what trains us as believers and unbelievers uh, and if we're doing that well then we don't really need to do anything else to think about outsiders because the gospel is the thing that we all need do you want to comment a little bit on on that sort of thinking
1: well again there's there's, there's truth in that but i think there's, there's a danger to it as well because i think if you if you work on the assumption that that uh, the gospel is is sort of woven through every service which it absolutely is and should and should be I think there is a, there is a real danger that actually, rather than kind of doing evangelism every Sunday, mm-hmm. you end up never doing evangelism if you're not careful. Uh, the fact of the matter is that when when you gather on a Sunday, uh, you know, it, if the church is healthy, there are people there in all kinds of uh, ages and stages of spiritual growth, right through from unbelievers to mm-hmm. mature believers. And uh, not only because of that, but also because just the way the Bible, as it were, teaches, there are all sorts of different sorts of application of the, of the gospel. And, and, and uh, not all of those are uh, calling people to repentance and faith, mm-hmm. which is one crucial aspect mm-hmm. of, of what the gospel is all about. And there are, it's, it's absolutely right, it seems to me, uh, at times, just to specifically focus on that, uh, so you don't do it all the time, as in a seeker, ser- seeker service, a continuous seeker service mm. approach, but periodically it's really important, I think, to have those kind of invitation services, seeker services, or whatever you want to call them, mm. uh, in the right sort of balance within the life of the church. So you do address uh, the unbeliever who needs to mm. bow the knee mm. to Christ and explain to them that they need to do that and how to do that.
0: Yeah. Great. Well, thanks. That's, that's quite helpful. I guess there's, before we move on to talk a bit more about exactly how to do the welcoming, there's one other sort of idea that I thought might be useful to address, and that is I, I have sort of heard of a number of churches say, well, you know, we're, we're, the church is the faithful remnant, and we mm. expect to be unwelcome, despised, small, uh, mm. and, uh, and it's wrong for us to sort of seek popularity, to seek to expect mm. a lot of people to come in. Mm. Uh, and I guess that would have an impact on your welcoming as well. Do you want to just comment on that sort of way of thinking? As always, there's a, there's a kind of
1: kernel of truth there that we have, to, we have to hold on to. But actually, I think that's really fundamentally misleading, mm-hmm. even dangerous kind of mindset. Because I think the New Testament mindset uh, is that, I mean, it's true that it's not about us. It's not about us being popular. But we mm-hmm. should expect God and the gospel of God to be popular and unpopular. But it, it is to mm-hmm. be popular and unpopular. And, it, and we should also expect the gospel to be powerful and you know the whole kind of narrative of the of the scriptures is that god is gathering this numberless crowd of people from from every corner of the world you know like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore and we should have that expectation that 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 the gospel will reach large and growing numbers of people
0: great well thanks i think that's that's quite helpful and with that in mind expecting god to work uh, what uh, things can we be doing then practically speaking to put all these sorts of things into practice? How do we do church in a way that is welcoming to outsiders?
1: Well I think that sort of two key principles that I would, I would suggest we need to work out in the life of the church. One of those is that we need to, we need to be really intentional mm. about welcoming newcomers and the other is we need to be in, intelligible in the mm. way that we uh, set things out. So those are the two things that need to be worked
0: mm-hmm. out. Could you uh, maybe spill those out perhaps by Illustrating what you do at uh, your church at Jason Parish Church? Sure uh, I mean really
1: it's uh, you need to
0: kind of always have
1: try and try and hang on to uh, the sort of mentality mm-hmm. of the outsider so you have a perspective of the outsider mm-hmm. as you think about what it's like mm-hmm. to come to church mm-hmm. I mean it's actually very good uh, um, just a comment on the side, as it were, uh, to make sure that we, we continually visit other churches, because you realise then what it's like mm. for people when coming for the first time to yours. Mm. But we have, I mean, it's even from you know we have a we have a, a car patrol. Uh, so people's, people's mm-hmm. vehicles are looked after and they can see that. Th- then, then we have what we call a sidesman's team who, who make, people, they make sure that they have a, a seat. We have a welcome team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a welcome desk. There are people there ready to ask questions. We have a, a, a team with welcome badges on. Mm-hmm. So they they sort of looking out for people. Um, there are things like uh, just being uh, absolutely uh, clear in the service that you're mm-hmm. expecting newcomers mm-hmm. to be there. So we, every, mm-hmm. every single time we gather. We, will, we explicitly welcome newcomers mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. acknowledge that they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have newcomers welcome evenings that they're invited to. So mm-hmm. there's this constant mm-hmm. kind of flow, which is both mm-hmm. there for the newcomer, but it's also very important, actually, mm-hmm. also for the, mm-hmm. for the regulars who are there mm-hmm. as a continual reminder of yeah. what we're expecting yeah. to happen as a... As a family, which is that we we want to be, and we're expected to be continually welcoming people in. Yeah. It's true too, in relation to the the, the 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 preaching and the teaching. Sometimes it may be that the teaching really is mainly focused on mm. the on the believers, but it's very important, mm. over and over again, just to acknowledge the fact that there'll be unbelievers mm. there, there'll be people mm. in different stages yeah. of faith, uh, and to so they they feel kind of. Mm. Uh, the, the, the fact that they're not where you are mm. is, is acknowledged and mm. kind of respected and that you're yes. kind of addressing their concerns yeah. as well.
0: So there's a sense that there's this, this welcoming mindset affects every different element of the service yeah. and the things that go on around the yeah. service. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, do you do particular things outside of the service? So you, know, you mentioned welcome evenings, are there other sorts of things that you use that are helpful?
1: There are, because uh, w- when, you, when, the, when you gather in the main, in the main service uh, th- there's a sense in which you're kind of reaching out to everybody, but different people are coming from totally different sorts of backgrounds and not least the situation like ours where we have many internationals from, from many different countries, dozens of countries every Sunday all around the world. And so we, we do also do things that are, as it were, much more culturally specific at different times of, of the week. For instance, to, for, for international students.
0: Great. And um, we're really sort of running out of time now, so I wonder if you could just give us maybe is there two or three top tips that you'd say would be helpful for people, practical things they can do for welcoming.
1: Well, I, I think I would come back to some of the things that I said before, mm. which is that be, you'd be absolutely intentional about welcoming newcomers. Mm. Uh, Make sure that all that you do is intelligible. Think through from the perspective of a a newcomer. And the other thing is this business of uh, just never losing sight of the perspective of an outsider. You really have to work hard at that. It's so easy to, to lose that sense.
0: Great. Well, thanks, Jonathan. That's been really helpful to hear that from you today. And thank you for watching. We hope and we pray that today's discussion has encouraged you to welcome people from the ends of the earth into your church. We're out of time, but do join us again for more discussion on Clayton today. Goodbye. Thanks, John.